0: we mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Chris with the third episode of X-Lapsed. Uh, we're heading back into uh, House of X, issue two. But before we do that, I want to thank everyone for uh, for hanging out here and uh, and listening and uh, interacting with me. Uh, I, I've been doing these in pretty rapid succession, so uh, when I posted uh, the second episode, it was, you know, before I really got any sort of feedback on the first, so... Here, with the third episode, I did get some very nice feedback on the first episode uh, Which I, honestly, I wasn't expecting any feedback at all Uh, It's usually my lot in life as a podcaster, I don't usually get a whole lot But uh, it was nice hearing from folks who were uh, interested in this project And looking forward to hearing more of my thoughts on this uh, too-many seminal run of uh, you know current-year X-Men So definitely thanks for the folks who uh, have been reaching out And, uh, thank you all for, uh, hanging out So, without further ado, let's hop into, uh, our third episode Issue 2 of House of X, which is, uh, it's a, it's a biggie Uh, this one will, uh, this is very much a everything you thought you knew was wrong Which is, like, shorthand for pretty much everything you can see at Marvel these days Which is unfortunate, but we'll see, we'll see how this goes, uh I don't want to put the cart before the horse here But I uh, I, 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 I dig this um, The House of X half of this uh, You know, two series that are one Is definitely more in my wheelhouse It's uh, a little bit more grounded Even though the concepts are still high It's uh, less of the far-flung future And more of uh, engaging and uh, adding to the lore of the, uh, of the property So let's do it here House of X number two Came with an October 2019 cover date. The story is called The Uncanny Life of Mora X, or as we might find out soon, Mora 10. Uh, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Pepe Larraz, colors by Marty Gracia, uh, letters VCs Clayton Cowles, design Tom Muller, ain't doing the covers, edits Annalise Bisa, Jordan D. White, and C.B. Sobolsky. This is a $5 book, down a buck from the other two. And it came out on August 7th, 2019 Now, before we get into the book here uh, Gotta say, I, you know, I don't usually talk about covers Because there are SCATY 800 covers to, like, every single book now But the main cover for this book uh, is really, really cool I like it It's uh, got a whole bunch of moras on it It's got a whole bunch of uh, of just various, you know, heavy hitters in the X-Universe It's... It's like fractal and it's really cool um, I definitely suggest you check that out if you uh, if you haven't but inside now we open with Mora uh, she just turned 13 and she became gravely ill for about a day she had a super high fever unnaturally high in fact the next day however she was right as rain now she would grow into adulthood get married have a bunch of kids and die of natural causes at the age of 74. But that's not the end of her story. Now, this is where Mora's mutant ability showed itself. She is reborn to live her life over again, only with all her prior lives' memories intact. So, we jump into Mora Take 2. Now, she was clearly gifted from an early age, but she was careful not to let on that she was, you know, too special. This is all told to us via a pair of text pages, which follows a pair of credits pages, so, uh, we have four pages without, you know, without comic on it And this is a $5 book uh, I, I don't want to harp on that um, Because, you know, comics are expensive these days But a $5 book with, and we'll, we'll get through this as we go There's a lot of those info dump uh, pages here And it just feels like, uh, it, it almost feels disrespectful to the people who still go to the shop every week uh, This feels like it was custom built for a trade waiter who wouldn't notice just how many pages are not comics in here? Um, but you know, that's I—I I could argue about that forever. But anyway, let's get let's get, let's move forward here. Uh, Mora would attend Oxford, and she would study psychology and biology. And uh, she realizes now the potential for her to use what she knows from her prior life to become an agent of change. Now she sees a news report, and she recognizes the man on it as someone she had uh, known or at least seen. While at Oxford, and that was Charles Xavier Now this is the news bit where Professor X Outs himself as a mutant Which happened during the Grant Morrison New X-Men run And if I'm being completely honest I've talked about how dense I can be When I read things Uh, That sort of went over my head the first time uh, When I was reading that Uh, That was, you know I've been reading the X-Men for decades at this point And uh, the Grant Morrison run was I, I enjoyed it very, very much And I was there for the whole ride but this reveal here that Professor X was a mutant um, I hadn't really given much thought to the fact that his status as a mutant was a secret. I mean I, I didn't know it wasn't a secret either, but um, I would imagine if uh, if I had understood that, I would have had a greater appreciation and maybe would have been hit with a, a bigger you know wow factor uh, like a lot of X fans probably did uh, when they read that. Uh, for me, I was just like, it, it all it did to me was serve to uh, just instill that oh you, this was a secret this whole time I just, I just I guess I just disregarded that as a possibility but uh, now Moira, she she uh she realizes that perhaps she too is a mutant since she has these uh you know memories and stuff she decides to travel to the United States to meet with Professor X and speak with him but her America bound flight crashes into the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, isn't that ironic? Um, we jump to Mora the Third or Maura I.I.I. I, I. Uh, we see her overhearing a conversation at Oxford, and of course it's Charles Xavier talking. Now this time out, she's studying anthropology and genetics, and she's also able to confirm that she is a mutant. She finds the X gene, and uh, she ain't all that happy about it. And, uh, you know, speaking of Xavier, she's also not very fond of his arrogance. She finds him to be... Kind of a blustery fellow. And so, she dedicates her life to curing the mutation. And uh, she might have just been successful, but actually trying it out just wasn't in the cards for her, because enter the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Mora's lab is destroyed by Mystique, Destiny, and Pyro. And Destiny uses her precog powers to get a read on Mora, and uh, tells her, in no uncertain terms, that she ain't to be messing around and curing no mutations. So, you know, don't don't mess with the mutants, basically. Uh, Destiny also reveals that while Mora has reincarnation powers, that that doesn't mean she's going to live forever. It doesn't mean she's invincible. Destiny looks, and she only sees 10, maybe 11 lives for Mora. And she also warns that if Mora, upon resurrection, were to die before her mutant powers kick in at puberty or thereabouts, it'd be lights out for good. Now Destiny then orders Pyro to uh, burn Mora to death, uh, because this is a death she'd like Mora to remember, and by the looks of it, she probably will. Next, Mora's fourth life, or Mora IV. This time out, she's gone totally pro-mutant, and in fact begins a romance with Charles Xavier while at Oxford. She finds that behind all of his aloofness and arrogance, there's a man who really wanted to make a positive difference in the world and for his people. And so, we follow Mora and Xavier as they put together the X-Men. You know, we see the original five, we see the giant-sized team We even see that uh, short-lived Avengers vs. X-Men Phoenix Force team Which they refer to here in a caption as the Lost Decade And, uh, oh boy, I wish that was really the case uh, I I was hating life as an X-Fan back then Because they were just shunted to the back um, I could go on for a long time about Avengers vs. X-Men And, uh what a disservice I feel that did to the X-Men I mean you had Beast and Wolverine acting you know, as Avengers Like taking the Avengers side I really did not like that um, Now ultimately these X-Men are hunted down And murdered by Sentinels, Moira included Our next life, the 5th, Moira the 5th, Moira the V uh, The more proactive Moira this time out Now, rather than waiting to meet Charles Xavier at Oxford She actually runs away from home to the States at age 13 After her powers uh, manifest She lets him read her mind And he's able to learn everything she'd experienced Over the course of her first several lives Xavier decides then Rather than starting a school for gifted youngsters He'll instead create a domed mutant sanctuary So like a mutant uh, sovereignty or nation Just hidden away where uh, nobody can hurt them but unfortunately, that doesn't keep the Sentinels out. And uh, we skip the sixth life and hop right into the seventh. So we don't know what happened in the sixth life just yet. But for the seventh, Mora becomes a uh, militant here. She spends her life hunting down the Trask family. The Trasks, of course, created the Sentinels. Uh, she's trying to eradicate their bloodline and prevent the Sentinels from ever being manufactured. You know, it stands to reason, I suppose, because the Sentinels have killed Moira at, uh, at least twice at this point. Unfortunately, Sentinels were inevitable. If the Trasks didn't create them, someone else would. Moira the seventh is killed by a Sentinel of a different color. Moira the eighth sees a more radicalized Moira. Here, she outright rejects Xavier's dream for yada yada yada, and instead joins up with Magneto. She fills him in on everything she knows, which causes the man to go into a rage. He declares war on the United States and ultimately conquers it. Magneto's rule is ended by a coalition of Marvel's finest banding together to take him down, and uh, we're left to assume, but we'll, we'll get confirmation before the end of the issue, that uh, Mora was killed at some point during the brouhaha here. the IX joins up with Apocalypse, now, this is not any sort of hope or anything. This is just, uh, Apocalypse is the only solution she hasn't tried out to this point. Now, together, they wage war on man and machine, but ultimately fall to Nimrod and the Sentinels, which, I mean, your job in Apocalypse out to Nimrod, that's, a uh, that that really, uh, you know, reinstates, or rein, reasserts the pecking order, I guess, for, for poor Apocalypse here. Now, finally, Mora X, or Mora the Tenth. Uh, We're back at the Chrono Trigger Festival scene, which plays out exactly the same way it did in Powers of X number one. Professor X reads more his mind, and that's where we end. Now we wrap up with our only infographic of the issue, which goes on for six pages. So, a total of ten pages of this five-dollar book aren't actual comics pages. I could harp on, but, uh, what's the point? Now these info pages, uh, unlike a lot of them, uh, they're actually interesting and they're they're pretty vital to this story. Uh, They're called the Many Lives of Moira X, and it basically gives you a timeline of all of Moira's lives. And uh, let's go through them now. Hopefully, we can make a little bit more sense out of this here. Now, for her first life, at age 13, her mutant ability manifests. 15, she falls in love with a man named Kenneth Cohen. 17, she meets Xavier. 19, she marries Cohen At 23, she gives birth to twins At 27, she gives birth to a daughter At 68, Kenneth dies And at 74, Maura passes in her sleep Her second life At age 8, she enrolls in academy At age 13, the mutant ability manifests At age 15, she meets Cohen But doesn't fall in love with him A year later, she enrolls in Oxford At 20, she becomes a biology professor 31, she founds the Muir Island Institute, and at 44, she dies in a plane crash. Her third life. At 13, she, uh, her mutant manifests. At 16, she enrolls in Oxford. At 28, she founds the Muir Island Institute. At 36, she identifies the X gene. At 38, she wins the Nobel Prize, and at 42, she dies in the fire when the, uh, the Brotherhood incinerates her. Her fourth life. 13, Mutinability manifests. 16, she enrolls in Oxford. At 23, she marries Charles Xavier. 35, she and Charles establish the Xavier School. 55, she is killed by the Sentinels. Her fifth life, at 13, the Mutinability manifests, and also she runs away to meet Xavier in the United States. At 24, they establish the domed mutant nation of Faraway. At 43, she's rendered comatose in a Sentinel attack. And a year later, there's something called the Faraway Genocide, which, uh, sounds mighty unpleasant. Her sixth life? We haven't the foggiest idea. That line is not there. Her seventh life? Thirteen. Mutant ability manifests. At sixteen, she joins the BAF, which I'm guessing is the British Air Force. Twenty-one, she vanishes. At twenty-eight, she kills Bolivar Trask. Thirty-one, she kills Donald Trask. Thirty-six, she kills Gwyneth Trask. And at 38, she kills Simon Trask. Jump ahead 11 years, at age 49, she's killed after discovering a Mastermold facility. Her eighth life. 13, mutinability manifests. At 16, she enrolls in Oxford. 17, she rejects Xavier and his dream. At 24, she joins Magneto. Three years later, at 27, Magneto conquers America. The next year, they establish the House of M., at 35, Magneto is killed in, during the War of M. And then at 38, Mora is killed while attempting to escape prison. Her ninth life. At 13, the mutinability manifests. At 18, she wakes Apocalypse. A year later, Apocalypse kills Charles Xavier. At 21, Apocalypse kills Magneto. At 24, they rescue the first horseman and bring him back to Earth. At 28, Mora and Apocalypse form the X-Men. At 35, Apocalypse enslaves Mr. Sinister. And at 42, the Apocalypse War begins, and that's all we know about this timeline. It goes into dashed lines. I'm guessing we'll have more filled in as uh, as we continue along uh, the hox pox here. Now, Mora X, or Mora X. At 13, her mutant ability manifests. At 16, she enrolls in Oxford. At 17, she meets Xavier. At 25, she marries Joseph McTaggart. At 27, she founds the Muir Island Research Institute. At 28, she wins the Nobel Prize. At 31, she gives birth to the child who will become Proteus. At 43, Mora and Xavier recruit Magneto. At 47, the Mora-Xavier-Magneto schism occurs. At 48, she fakes her death via Shi'ar Gollum. At 49, the genocide at Genosha, which is uh, what opened, if this is the correct timeline, is what opened the uh, Grant Morrison Ears for Extinction uh, arc. And 52, at age 52, is House of X, which we can assume is right now. So we've got a lot to unpack here. Um, First, uh, I both loved and hated this issue. Um, I loved it because, I mean, we're adding to the X lore here. Um, and I'm always a big fan of, uh, of that sort of a thing where the mythology is, you know, expanded on and played with, and, uh, I mean, everything that is in here, um, some of it is kind of contradictory, but in a way that we can sort of massage it out, um, my main sticking point here is that it feels like we're, we're playing a game without any rules, um, it's like you're not exactly sliding something past the goalie if you're changing the rules of the game, right? I mean, it it's, it's hard for me to put into words uh, exactly the point I'm trying to get across here, but it's like I almost feel like uh, Hickman said, hey, I want to do stuff with Mora, and uh, the editors were like, cool, who's Mora? You know, I don't know that they even, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm projecting for sure, but uh, it just feels like we're not playing with rules here. We got that little bit from Destiny early on, right, where uh, she looks into into Mora the second, I believe it was, and says, "Hey, you're only coming back ten or eleven times, right? Ten, maybe eleven. We're in Mora's tenth life right now, so she, technically, if we're playing with by the rules that are put before us here, she could die a tenth time, come back ele- an eleventh time, and undo everything we're investing in right now." I mean everything that we're reading, and uh, and just investing our time and our uh, and I don't know our emotions into right now. That could all be undone. I feel like this is a a purposeful kill switch or a backdoor out, um, or just a way to uh, just a way to address things that are inconvenient. Um, Which, again, I'm not a fan of. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of playing the ball where it lays. And when you change the rules in such a way, or you offer an opportunity to change the rules in such a way, it feels kind of like you're cheating. Uh, There are plenty of parts of the the X-Men's history that I don't like. Um, There's plenty of parts that if... You know, if I could go back in time and change them, and had the ability to do so, you know, maybe I would. But... We don't live in a world like that. These things happened. We've read them. We've experienced them. We've lived them. A lot of us wrote and spoke about them. And if we're gonna take things out that are inconvenient with this Mora device, it just feels cheap. And I mean, what's to say? You know, the next writer who comes along doesn't uh, decide that I don't know Tom Corsi or Sharon Friedlander had ten lives, and and we're gonna change things there. It just feels like a—and I hate using the phrase slippery slope because it's very much overused, but it, it kind of feels like that, um, where the rules just don't apply because there just aren't any. Um, like, are we are we really just building to a point, like a, like a bloat point, where it will inevitably have to reset? Uh, are we going to get to a point where— where we you know step over a Rubicon here that's just that bridge too far, but we still have this out. I I don't know. It just it makes me second guess just about everything that I'm gonna see going forward here. And this is of course, if I'm understanding it right. I may not be. Um I mentioned earlier on that this feels more like the the very, very marvel, everything you thought you knew was wrong. Which I mean the law of diminishing returns is there, right? I can't be the only one that sees this. I mean, how many how many months do you look at a Marvel previews where at least one of the solicits reads that exact line? Everything you thought you knew about Iron Fist, everything you thought you knew about Shang Chi, everything you thought you knew about Man Thing is wrong. It feels like since we since we crossed into the 21st century here, this is just the Marvel method of storytelling and world building, which is unfortunate because it uh, it really does a disservice to the legacy of these characters. I feel, and I mean, I, I can understand and appreciate that these characters aren't the ones that are mainstream right now. They're not the ones that are, uh, they're not the lunchbox heroes. You know, those are the, the movie characters. So these characters are a little bit more uh, manipulatable. You can play with them. You have a lot more leeway. Because uh, we, you know, I mean, facts being facts, it's a smaller audience. It's And it's an audience primarily built out of addicts. Myself included, and especially. So, you could do just about anything you want to these properties, and I'm gonna still keep coming back. And they know that, unfortunately. Um, I mentioned that we can massage any kind of contradiction out here, and uh, I want to look at Mora's tenth life, which I'm assuming is the one that we've been reading since, uh, you know, since X-Men and Uncanny X-Men. I'm thinking so. I could be completely wrong. Uh, it says that she faked her own death. At age 48 And uh, her death happened she, she contracted the legacy virus And was in fact The first human to succumb to the Previously mutant specific disease But I mean now We find out that Mora's A. A mutant And B. She didn't die in the first place She faked her own death um, I'm not sure how I feel about that um, I mean This is probably more thought than I've ever given this character In my entire life <laughs> she was always just like a background character. Who, you know, uh, the last, I think the last thing I read of her recently was that you know she, she you know tinkered with Magneto while he was a baby, and and, and you know made him, made him a better person, or at least that was the conception, uh, the the perception of uh, of the bit. Um, I don't know. It just feels weird. But while this does contradict what we read before. It does it in a way where, I mean, Moore is keeping her, her mutant status uh, you know, confidential, private. It's easy to lampshade it. It's easy to, to retcon it. And uh, I, I, have, uh, I have faith that uh, this is going somewhere, uh, somewhere fun. Um, despite any reservations I have, I, I think this so far is the issue I've enjoyed the most because it just played with the history. And uh, we saw these, uh, and I, like I said yesterday or, or last episode, I don't know how often these things are coming out. If, as I said, with Powers of X number one, I have big-time disconnect when we go into the far-flung future or the far-flung past. Alternate, alternate uh, timelines and dimensions, though, I'm, I'm okay with that. Because I, I think that there's a lot more uh, synergy between the current you know year stuff, uh, or the present-day stuff, I should say, um, with... The uh, alternate dimensions and alternate timelines Than there is something that might happen in a thousand years Uh, I'm a strange guy (laughs) I don't know if it makes any sense at all But uh, in my head it does Uh, I can definitely relate more to uh, disparate timelines Than I can disparate ages Um, That all having been said uh, The art here, I gotta say, I loved it Um, Loraz draws a very, very, very good mora um, I, you know, Blossom hat and all She was wearing a Blossom hat at the, at the festival But it uh, looks fantastic um, The whole piece just it looked wonderful um, I loved seeing the way he drew all the characters we came across Including, you know, the non-mutant Marvel characters during the Magneto War Just uh, really good stuff And uh, definitely appreciated it more than uh, what we saw in Powers of X Though that wasn't bad either now I gotta say that this was probably the first issue of an X Men comic that I've read in, boy, um, over a decade probably where I finished it and I like stopped. You know, I stopped to like, like sigh, like, whew, you know, like this was. It was like a a roller coaster, and it was uh, it was an education, and uh, and like I said, I have some reservations, but I feel like everything here was done right. Um, and I'm looking forward to the explanations I'm looking forward to I, I, I mean, right now we've got like the seaweed legs under us You know, We're I'm coming into this relatively cold And it's starting to feel familiar Only three issues in But, uh, at the same time I'm I'm, I'm still wobbly Need So I need a little bit more grounding And I hope that over the course of the next uh, several issues I'll, I'll get some of that Um Now, I don't give number scores here. I'm not looking for retweets, so I don't give number scores. Uh, But if you read this issue and you're not chomping at the bit to get to the next, I'm not sure what to tell you because we got, uh, hopefully, something's going to pay off. And uh, hopefully, it's going to to be a big deal. But uh, I think that's about all I got for... uh, House of X number two. Uh, we'll come back. I think we have two issues of powers of X coming up next. I think two and three are part are in the uh, you know the reading order in a row. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. I- I'm hoping that it's not more uh, far flung future, but I'm I'm not confident that it isn't. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, I want to hear your thoughts if uh, if you're listening and if you'd like to engage, or if maybe you're reading along with me, or if you're Considering whether or not uh, this era of X-Men's for you, and uh, maybe this these episodes are swaying you one way or another, yeah, reach out. Uh, WeirdComicsHistory at gmail.com or at Ace Comics on Twitter. Uh, I'll be sharing these as often as they come out, so uh, I'm always open to talk and uh, have uh, have those discussions. But I think that's all we got for right now. I want to thank you so, so much for hanging out, and I will talk to you again real soon. See ya!